Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. It is a Wednesday night edition of the show. We are in prime time. Want to thank everybody that is watching this evening because we got an awesome action-packed show to get into. Let's get right into it. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Join with me is the face that runs the place of PewterReport.com. SR, but the reason why this show is awesome tonight, we have our first defensive player yes! of the summer. Finally, defense yes! wins championships. And we got a defensive player on. It is Bucks rookie outside linebacker Jose Ramirez. We are very excited to have him on the show. Jose, how you doing, my man? I'm blessed, man. Can't complain, man. I'm just living the dream right now. I don't know who's more excited, you to be on the Pewter Report podcast or me to have you on. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm a defensive guy. We have not had yeah. a defensive Buccaneer guest so far this summer, and you're the first guy, which makes you my favorite. So, yes, sir, yes, sir. So that's, hey, that's, I, I'm, that's a good side of being on somebody's favorite. Yeah, so, yeah. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, listen. Um, just we have to start off with some some news today that happened that really has the Buccaneer community all abuzz. Uh, I started covering this team back in 1995 mm. when the Bucks wore orange and white. Creamsicles. They wore yeah, yeah. the old Bucko Bruce uh, throwback look. Uh, now is is back around again, yeah. and um, the creamsicles are back. Look at that! Oh yeah! Look at that! Hey, them things, hey, things look beautiful right now, man. Yeah, it's pretty things, sweet, yeah. right? Ooh, I can't wait to put them on. Yep. So the Buccaneers are going back to their throwback look, the Bucko Bruce look, and. Um, in October, October 15th against the Detroit Lions. And uh, they had a cool little video with uh, Burt Kreischer, the comedian, making a, yeah. a, a cameo appearance there. And, of course, the stars of the show, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antoine Winfield Jr., Levante David, as well as uh, some old throwback guys, guys that I covered when I started out uh, back in 95. Uh, Mike Allstott came in 1996. He was in there. Rondé Barber came in 1997. He was also in that that video, and uh, and then of course Derek Brooks uh, walked in the door with them back in 1995. So it was cool to see the old guard and then the new guys, you know. And uh, it's cool to have you on this show because you're one of the the newest guys. So yeah. let me let me get your your take on this. You're you're from Florida, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Just down just down I four. Um, yes, sir. And and so you know, with you growing up here, were you were you a Buccaneer fan? Well, be honest, I was a Florida fan. If I'm watching football and I see, you know, Tampa Bay playing or this and that playing, I'm, that's what I'm going for. You know, if I'm watching to UCF or, you know, I grew up in Orlando, so yeah. anytime okay. I yeah. see UCF playing, that was my, that was my dream. Charge on. Too. Yeah, you feel me? So I was always yeah. like, oh, I, wanna, I want them to win. So, yeah, I guess in a sense I was a Bucks fan, but, you know, I'm just a Florida fan. I was just, you know, just, just going for any team in my state. What do you think about the opportunity to wear the cream schools jerseys this year? Because it's been a long time for the Bucks since yeah. they were able to uh, put it back on. But your thoughts to be wearing it? Uh, I guess the Lions of, of all teams, where obviously uh, you know you have a little bit of a Michigan background playing at Eastern Michigan. Yeah, most definitely. Well, shoot, I'm excited to wear that. With you. I'm excited to wear that. You feel me? Just the first game, just to wear them jerseys, just yeah. you know, just to have those on. You know, because. You know, if I, I feel like, you know, to get in that game, I got to get through that first preseason game. So, yeah. that's the most exciting one on right, uh, right now. They Everybody was asking when y'all first game, when y'all first regular. I was like, man, I don't even know. Man. I'm worried about Pittsburgh right now. Man. I'm trying yeah. to right. get ready for that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited for them jerseys because, you know, they look. Yeah, them things look 
beautiful, but I'm excited to just put on a button jersey in general. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be red and pewter and white for you at first uh, in the preseason games. And, and let me ask you, with regards to, you know, to uh, – you know, to that first preseason game, what what is that moment going to be like for you, right? To to put on the Buccaneer, who have had your helmet on during training camp, but to put the Buccaneer <laughs> uniform on, right? And yeah, yeah. To, to you know go out at, at Raymond James Stadium, a place you have yet to to visit, right? Yeah, yeah. I, we visit, well, we visited like you know the full thing, but uh, I got uh, rookie academy. Our uh, our head guy Duke, he took us out there to walk the yeah. field. Yeah, you know, and uh, things like that. But now I never been. Jim been there for a game yet, right? No, I never been to no NFL game or nothing. So this is gonna be my first game wow. experience. So it's gonna be a blessing just to throw it on and just like to be out there. And you know, it didn't hit me yet that you know I'm playing for Temple Bay because you know everybody was coming around me. Like even today, one of my mentors hit me like, "Man, you really like thirty minutes from that crib." Like everybody calls and be like, "Damn." take a picture of whole day things like that because i'm so close to you know uh tampa bay but it's just like it ain't even really sink in yet so i don't yeah. know when it's gonna get like dang like i'm really at home i don't know but, yeah, what's, what's your hometown place. like what do you what do you call home uh lake alpha florida it's like okay. uh, 50 minutes like just like you said just hop on i4 and get straight yeah. to tampa i go there every morning just to work out so that's how close it is it's just right wow. there. Mm-hmm. yeah man so yeah it's a blessing just to be home i can and then like you said, my college career took me from Arizona, California, everywhere. My mom only seen me play once on senior uh, senior night last year. So really? just for the opportunity, my brothers can come see me. They don't got to worry about, oh, then I got to work. I can't take these two days off to go on an airplane. Now you can just drive down the road. So, right. So that's also, also a blessing. So yeah, that, that first preseason game is going to be even even more special because I imagine you could probably get some more friends and family in the oh, building. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, the crazy part, my auntie live uh, 20 minutes from the stadium. and she, They never see me play. You know, my cousins, things like that. They always, every game that they always hit me, you know, saying good luck today, go crazy day, things like that. And just knowing that they always had to work or stuff. Always, you know, they ain't had, it's not like they didn't want to come see me. It's just stuff that. You know, yeah. life, you know, you can't just take days off and work, stuff like that. So just for the opportunity, they can come see me play and just see me, you know, live out my dream. That's that's going to be yeah. that's gonna be more special than that's going to be special. This is going to be its own type of category. Yeah, that, that's absolutely that, that's pretty cool. And, you know, I, I, I got to admit your your press conference or I should say video teleconference right after you got drafted was pretty compelling. Because yeah. uh, your your dad already had Bucks gear, you know, uh, you're you're there celebrating uh, in the house and not and, uh, my mom, my mom already. Your mom, yeah, yeah, your mom already. Your, your mom had the Bucks gear. She was excited, and you um, you kind of told us that that uh, you know you really haven't had a lot of of exposure to the media, and, and, and at least talking you know to to us, uh, it kind of in that that <laughs> no. video press conference setting yeah. right up there at Eastern Michigan. Yeah, we don't get that, man. So, yeah, you can have the best game of your life. You're not, you know, and it, it, and, and for me personally, I'm not a media guy. Like, as in, like, you know, speaking is – sometimes I don't like, – I, I got – you know, I, I just like to get the glory to God. I don't like he's speaking on what I do and the things I do. Right. Just like – yeah, just like being there and having a room with people just asking me questions like, okay, you t- somebody else talking. Yeah, I never had that before. You know, I had a press conference once where, I, uh, yeah, one of my guys talked to me, but it was just never like in that – Kind of said, you know what I mean? It's like playing yeah. a game, like I'm on career mode, and I got to answer him, answer that. Yeah. Like, Dang, this is, <laughs> like you're playing 2K cool. or something. Yeah, like I'm yeah. playing 2K. So yeah. I'm like, man, this this kind of yeah. cool, man. I'm actually living our dreams. I'm actually doing stuff like – and for me personally, I like to look at everything as a blessing because, like, 
it's people are, I'm in a situation where most people they man they probably you know get a spot or just get an opportunity just to do something. So for yeah. the media just want to talk to me or you guys want to talk to me today or me being able to just drive to Tampa Bay and work out. Everybody don't have that opportunity. So man, yeah. I'm just taking it out in, man, and just trying to keep growing every day. Well, I remember on draft night, um, you, you you kind of expressed that, right? You're like, wow, this is so cool because you know I really haven't had the opportunity to <laughs> to talk to the media. And we kept asking you questions because we knew how you were eating it up, and and you were doing a great job with that. It's probably the the longest uh, phone call teleconference we had with any <laughs> of the rookies, but you nailed it, and and we're excited to have you here tonight. So let's kind of dive into to your situation here, right? Like you you get drafted by the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I get I get the, the the strong sense that you're you're not satisfied with just being drafted. Oh, and, and you know, you, you want to make this team, you want to make an mm-hmm. impact uh, as, yes, as a rookie, whether it be on special teams or on defense, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but but the OTAs, right, for, you know, for Buccaneer fans out there, they don't quite get it. Uh, OTAs are helmets and jerseys, no pads mm-hmm. and shorts. And it's basically like, like flag football. And for mm-hmm. guys like you that that live and work in the trenches, right, how how difficult is that? Because I mean, it, I'm sure at Eastern Michigan you had padded spring practices, right? Oh yeah, um, yeah, yes sir. So to, to go all this entire off season without even putting the pads on, and really kind of showing what you can do, and mm-hmm. watching the receivers and the quarterbacks and the cornerbacks and safeties kind of have their day, mm-hmm. you know how how difficult or frustrating or, or different was that for you? Uh, well, like you said, it's just different. Just you know, not having the pads on and not being able to show coach like your true, like, you know, everything that you drafted me for, like this, this or that. But the one thing that I always took out of it, and even Coach Coach Edwards, Coach George Edwards told us, just look at this as a learning period. And once he said that, it clicked in my mind, okay, it might be plays where I can't show my my bull rush or things like that, but I can show Coach that I, I'm, I've been studying my plays. I've been in my playbook, knowing where to drop, knowing where to rush. If I got to slant B-gap, now, now I know I can slant B-gap. So knowing that part of it and knowing – Thing, okay, this is what I'm here for and learning right now. And then just having that back in my head, that thing that kept me going, just, you know, just through the notepads and nothing was always knowing that I'm going to have the opportunity to come, uh, come uh, camp. And that's that's my yeah. main, that was my main focus. I'm like, okay, let me just focus now on learning my job and learning everything that I need to do for when it comes camp time, I can just play fast and show these guys why they draft me, show them why I can, you know, how I can rush, how I can drop things like that. Yeah, I want to ask you what your initial reaction was to getting the defensive playbook because Todd Bowles is known as one of the best defensive play callers in the league. You know, he came to the Bucs in 2019. Now he's obviously mm-hmm. the head coach for a second season. But he's known for not only just like chaotic blitzes, but crazy setups as well. Like there was a time where Vita Vea lined up as a linebacker on the play on <laughs> third down and Levante David was uh, was an edge rusher on the play. Uh, have yeah. you been able to to grasp this playbook so far? Well, shoot, that that play you talked about, Vita, he even told me. I was like, I was like, Vita, you was a linebacker, yeah, he, just things <laughs> like that. But uh, just like being being part of the program, uh, being part of the program and seeing the playbook, it just like opens up your mind to like what football is. Because you know, before, you know, not saying that you know, it'll be certain plays in college where I just rush off the edge and I'm sitting the guy. That's it. Things like that. But just. I mean, just seeing the playbook, and I know I can't get into it because, you know, it's a playbook, but yeah. just seeing the things that come with it and the things that you'll be able to do, the more, like, it just uh, it gives more opportunity for everyone to make plays and just gives more opportunity to just disrupt the offense pre-snap, just like 
okay, like you said, Vita's at linebacker. What is Vita going to do? Is he dropping? Is he rushing? Like, right. Dang, like, it's plays where you might be inside and you're like, dang, like, is he doing this, doing that? Everybody's on the line. And you see everybody drop or everybody rushes, just things like that. It just reminds you of how much football is also a mental game. Like, it's not just, are you going there and play football? Even talking to Shaq and talking to Nelly, like, they even emphasize it, man. It's it's more mental than it is physical. Everybody out here yeah. got gifts. Everybody got here for a certain reason. Now you got to. Yeah showcase why you're here if you don't know what you're doing on the field you're not going to be able to know so yeah that playbook man it's yeah it's something else but i know once i get it down man it's going to be a lot of opportunities to make plays and help the team you know just on spe- special teams and on a, on defense and everything to be able to impact have an impact on the team you talked about dropping uh into coverage it's really one of the things that george edwards spent a lot of time with you guys doing right and yeah, and yeah. We, we hadn't even seen that that much uh matt we with the OTAs and mini camps that we've covered the last couple of years, even right. with when Todd Bowles is here as the defensive coordinator, um, mm-hmm. not nearly as much dropping in coverage from the outside linebackers, but it's kind of genius when you think about it because you really can't get into the contact. There's no pads on. You can only yeah. show so much in terms of pass rush and hitting the bags and stuff. But this was a team last year that had only 10 interceptions total, 17 the year before, but none from the linebacker group, none from the outside linebackers, none from from uh, the inside linebackers. So why not use that time? Mm-hmm. Because Todd Bowles is going to be dropping you guys uh, occasionally, right? You're pass rushers, yeah. but occasionally. <laughs> uh, so what what was that like? Did you really feel like you could, you know? It, and I saw you had some pretty good hands, but did you feel like <laughs> you, you got better as as a guy that could drop and, and catch the ball? Yeah, so my main, you know, me personally, before I even got to college, I played linebacker and I, I was always dropping. Even my first year in, in college, I played linebacker. So I ain't moved again until my uh, my sophomore year of college. So so I always got a joke. I got I got the best feet when it comes to linebacker. And I got DB feet. I got stuff like that. So I think I was always prepared for it. But just even going through the draft process, just, you know, hearing things, my agent, my coach telling me, oh, yeah, you probably got to learn how to drop, you know, with my size and things like that. So just being realistic. So it was times I might do 30 minutes of pass rush, but the whole next 30 minutes or an hour, I'm working stuff that I'm not good at when it comes to dropping, where it kind of opened up my hips, things like that, dropping. I'll be – in some days, I'm dead. DBs, are, we, we got done training. DBs are coming in. I'm training with the DBs because mm-hmm. I know I got to get that part right, isn't it? And it's not even more so I know I'm not going to be back out and open up as much, but it's just to be an athlete. Just doing that makes me a better athlete. Yeah. So just doing them little things just – Fixing my footwork now. When I get in a situation in the game, I might not think I'm not gonna be in. Now I'm in it. Now I get to do it. So just be, just doing them things and them little things of the drops. It's it's. I feel like it's better for us, especially the rookies. Just yeah. be, getting better, getting good at what we getting good at dropping because that's not something like you said we're we're used to. Well, I had yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say real quick just to follow up on that, Matt. Uh, Twenty and a half sacks at Eastern Michigan. Twelve in your final season there. No interceptions. That's that's not uncommon because you guys aren't asked yeah. to drop a whole bunch. But but for outside linebackers, for defensive ends, for edge rushers, right? That, that's kind of the holy grail, right? Getting your hands on the yeah. ball, and then yeah. you know, hopefully, it's like one of those little outlet passes to the back in the flat where you can pick it and and take it to the house, right? That's that's yeah. that's every yeah, that, defensive lineman's dream. Yeah, like I I remember when I got to Eastern, even Max Cosby he had a pick where it was a screenplay and he ran up the field and he just jumped up batted the ball and then batted right in his hand. And was, he was already in his zone. It was a touchdown. So just seeing that, it was like, dang, like, yeah, I'm trying to give me one of those. Like, cause it's like, you don't drop, yeah. but shoot, you, it's always, it's always times where you bat balls and it might bat in your hand. It might bat in somebody else's hand. And that's, 
So that's still an interception at end day two. You don't got to always drop. So that's yeah, right. Yeah. I Me had to take it even further back, I had read that uh, when you were playing high school football that you played a little bit in the secondary and was a receiver as well. Yeah. So uh, was there anything <laughs> when you were doing drills with the Bucks? like did anything kind of click back in your head from when you used to play in the secondary back then? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, especially um, especially my from my junior, my senior year, just playing, you know, nickel and playing linebacker. Just every, every day in practice, we're doing drops, 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 and we're not hitting the bags and Having one of my coaches, his name was uh, Coach Rico Ricardo. He used to uh, go to Western Kentucky. He came straight from college to coach us. So he still had us doing drills and had us doing DB work and things like that just to keep our feet working. Because me personally, I never thought I'd ever put my hand in the dirt. So just putting my hand in the dirt, now I feel like that. That's God telling me, like, now God is blessing with the ability to, you know, to drop and things like that. Now I know how to work. So I feel like I can bring more to the table. I'm just going to call it right now. You're going to get a pick in the preseason. Yes, that's, sir. That's, I'm just Heard telling it you. Here first. Heard it here Heard first. It here that's first. right. Yes, sir. <laughs> yep. So uh, you, you could draft it by the Buccaneers. You're, you're the second outside linebacker taken. Uh, Yaya Diaby is uh, was a third round pick. Um, mm-hmm. You guys were you guys roommates? Yeah, we was roommates. Yeah, the whole time was there. Yes, sir. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, w- what he's like. And because obviously we, we see you guys and you look at the depth chart, right? It's mm. Shaq Barrett's not out there right now. He's still recovering from his torn Achilles. Uh, we'll get to Shaq in just a, a couple minutes here. But, but you know, Anthony Nelson, Joe Tryon, Shoinka, right? Those guys have kind of been out there with the first team. And then, you know, we see you out there um, on, on a lot of reps with, with Yaya and uh, forming some early chemistry between the rookies. You know, getting your your rush plans together. Uh, yeah. What what do you, what is what do you think about Yaya's game and and uh, you know he's he's a bit of a dude now, right? He's he's a oh, big yeah, guy. Yeah, he a dude for sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what I'm about to say too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That boy. Yeah, looking right there. Yeah, that boy be it. So one thing about Yaya, Yaya, you know, he a great person. First of all, God, yeah, man, man. But just like you know, just seeing his game, like man, he just he just know how to get get to the quarterback. You know. He, like he's like you said, he's he's big enough to bull you, he's fast enough to run past you. So he got all the tools to be great. So, you know, we and we still he got it all together, but we still put him together. So we just getting yeah. started. But yeah, yeah, having Yaya as a roommate was perfect for me because of a situation where we're running through plays or I don't know about this. So he'll oh yeah, now he'll tell me and we can go back to back with each other. So things like that is always great to have Yaya in the same room with me and just, you know, and we we getting out there, like we're going to field, get out there, man. Every play, like we communicate. So, like you said, just learn, like getting that chemistry with each other on and off the field. When you look at at this rookie class too, there's another guy. Well, actually, a couple other guys that that uh, you know that you're getting to know that mm-hmm. you got a chance to grow with for years now uh, on, on the defensive side of the ball. Talking about Kalaja Kansi, a guy that, that you've lined up next to, right? And uh, yeah. In, in the this off season, um, you know he's he's not not the biggest defensive tackle. Certainly, when he's lined up next to to the <laughs> likes of Logan Hall, who's six six, uh, or Vita Vea, who's three hundred and fifty pounds. But mm-hmm. th- this cat's quickness is just it's off the charts. Yeah, that boy, man. We call him Cool, but Cool man, he a dog. Like, what do you call I mean, him? It's, it's, he a dog. Well, we call him Cool. That's his nickname. But every times, like man, you be watching film, and he just. You can tell he pop out. You can tell, like, man, he'll be on the field and he'll hit a move so quick when he'll jam and somebody and get out. Just be like, dang, like, oh yeah, you know that, that you know he's the one just by them little short little plays that um 
we might have four reps and you see two reps and him just going like, dang, yeah, you see, he's just somebody when you see on film, like, he yeah, flashes, he, right? Yeah, he flashes out. So, yeah, he's he, he a great player, man. He's going to be doing some great things throughout his whole career. But especially this year, he's going to, yeah, he's going to put the league on notice. That size, yeah. You know, like in college, it was everybody bigger than him in college, and he still showed yep. it. High school, same thing. So, man, he like he said, he's a first round draft pick for a reason, and I feel I know that he gonna show he gonna show that. Yeah. One yeah, of the other guys on on the defensive side of the ball, Servasier Dennis. Um, oh yeah, Vaz, dog Vaz, yeah, yeah. Vaz dog too. Like when I mean his mental game is so good. Yeah. Man, we like when we running plays in the hotel, you know, just going. He's the one directing everything, like a true linebacker, just you know, mm-hmm. making sure everybody at where they at. Man, if it's an assignment where I'm questioning, dang, what do I do? He already know what I'm doing. So yeah. just having a linebacker like that, I feel like any team needs because those are the people who makes the defense run because it might be situations in the game where everybody's not locking up, but he's going to take that leadership role to get it on. So, yeah, Vols, yeah, yeah, he got that, that mental part down already. Jose, is there – I'm just curious because we had uh, Brad Isaac, the wide receivers coach, on uh, recently, and he was talking a lot about that one of the biggest points of emphasis that he was trying to get across to the wide receivers uh, was footwork specifically for what this offense is going to do this year. I'm just curious for outside linebacker or just like the, the defensive line and the pass rush overall, has there been anything during this offseason program or during OTAs and minicamp that the coaches are really trying to hone in on or, or really emphasizing? Yeah, I feel like there's things to emphasize, but I feel like, like you know, when we got our exit meetings and stuff that they direct, you know, to sort some players. Like for me, it might be my strike or just staying, staying in the playbook and staying on, you know, my my run stoppers, things like that. Just clean up what I got to do better. So I feel like it's more so they, and I feel like that's a great thing. They just analyze each player because now I get to leave here. Well, I I know I drive back there every morning, but now I know like in my head with these coaches what coaches are looking for in me. Like, what do I need to prove on? When I come back to camp, what is something they're going to be like, okay, okay, he listen, he's coachable. So things like that. So I feel like the main thing is just, yeah, whatever they tell us to do, that's what we're going to clean up and get better. So I've been working, man. Yeah, we just, yeah, we just been working, man. So what is your, what is your calling card? Like what you, like I said, you had 20 and a half sacks at, at Eastern Michigan, 12 last year. What makes you a good pass rusher? What, what, uh, what has got you to this point? And what is going to get you on this roster and, and having, you know, a, a career here in Tampa? I feel like, man, what got me to where I'm at is just the dedication and hard work, man. And besides that, just the film room and study. I feel like my pass rush is, you know, just analyzing other people. I might watch a lineman who likes to open up his chest. I might watch a lineman who likes to shoot quick. I might watch a lineman who takes two steps and back. It's just me understanding I got to learn what their tendencies are so I can beat them. You know, somebody yeah. who gives up their chest and I know they're light and they, you know, they're not, they don't weigh too much. I'm trying to try to bull, stab that or bull that or, you know, mm-hmm. change it up or things like that. So, for me, it's always a chess game. And more so, it's not even just about watching film on old linemen. It's watching film on, you know, great players like Von Miller, mm-hmm. Max Cosby, learning things from them because it's a reason why they're great. It's a reason why Shaq is great. It's a reason why he's on that level. So, just yeah. in, analyzing their film and see what they do different that, that can help me win. And at the end of the day, I know I'm not none of those players, but when you take tools and, you know, little things from everybody, mm-hmm. man, eventually you're going to gain something that's good for you, and then you just – you keep attacking it. So I feel like just my film study just got to me, got, got me where I'm at today, and I know, like, I'm still analyzing film, still watching great players. I'm still, you know, just doing things like that to get better at my craft, just better. How can I make this dip move better to be the NFL lineman, you know, things like that. Yeah, so, yeah I'm never – yeah, I'm always working on – 
I feel like the main thing is just being relentless. Like, cause if I'm not relentless in my craft, I'm never, I'm just gonna be stuck in position I'm in, and I'm not gonna get no better. Would you attribute the film study to making that big jump? Because you know, two seasons ago you had uh, six and a half sacks. You doubled your production essentially, getting to twelve. Was it did something really click, or is it just everything that you said with the uh, you know studying the opponent and other greats out there? See the studying, of, like the thing I, I realized my habits was already like. You know, not saying it was uh, – I was I was doing everything that a great player should do. You know, I always ask my coach, Coach Needham, like, yeah, what do I need to do to get better? What do I, how do I become an All-American? You know, I never even thought about the NFL because one thing that me and Coach Needham always talked about, you can't think about – you can't think about the next level until you get to get your goals that you want to achieve now. So I always wanted to be All-American. I was just telling him, man, what, should, what do I do to be All-American? And we'll, we'll go through practices, spring practice, and he'll check out – We'll be watching film and be like, is this what all American do? And I'll be like, no. So that just got me to the, the point where I just knew I had to be relentless every play. I couldn't take no plays off, no reps, no things like that. And then even a film breakdown, I thought I knew how to watch film. But just speaking of a coach and being in there with the GAs, you learn how to break down film. You learn how to, okay, if he have this leg back, this quarterback has this leg back, he's passing this way. Just little things like that just to make you a, a, a greater player. Because it's, like you said, it was a big jump, not because of, my work, uh, my work effort that was already there was just like, yeah. I just know, and now it's the mental part of just knowing how to beat somebody playing football. Yeah, we talked about the Bucks jerseys going with the creamsicle throwback uh, look yeah. for a game here, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, I got to admit, you and Yahya Diaby, you got some pretty cool numbers for edge rushers <laughs> in the NFL. I mean, Sorry. you know, Yahya taking the zero, that's that's pretty sweet, right? I love single digits. Yeah, yeah first, first zero. I love when pass rushers take single digit numbers, but man, that 33, that's that's kind of like a, a running back's number. That looks cool on yeah, yeah. on you <laughs> as you know what I'm saying? Like it it just screams kind of speed off the edge. Um hey, did, you 33? did you pick 33? Yeah, did you pick 33 or did they, they yeah, give they, it to you? They let us pick our numbers and uh, okay. I, yeah, I said I said what numbers were available, and I was just like, Yeah, I tell you, they was giving me the one number the numbers that was available. You know, first I'm like, dang. If I could choose, do anybody got four, you know, because I always got four. Right. Well, last year I got four because, you know, I'm trying to do everything for God's glory. So I was like, that'd be a, a cool little number to oh, get. Oh, that's awesome. You know, yeah. It mm -hmm. was already took in. So I, I just like, shit, what's next? And then 33 sounded good. He said he wear this. I was like, okay, I get 33. I, I think that'll look good. Double digit. Double yeah. digit. Mm -hmm. uh, 33. I like it. That's that's a strong choice, Jose. Yeah, like you man. you and yeah. Yaya, you already have like to a great start with your jersey numbers. Just <laughs> haven't even seen you in pads yet, and your guys are already tearing it up. Look at that. <laughs> that's, that's what right. Deion Sanders said. Look good, feel good, play good. So you, you yeah. got half, half the battle done already. Yeah, you got to live by that. Yes, sir. You feel good. You walk out. Now you can shrug your shoulders. Now you can – yeah, now you just play football. <laughs> that's yeah. right. You, you talked about Max Crosby, who was uh, certainly a, a big star at Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Um, obviously yeah. played before you got there, but – have you had some some dialogue with him being alums? Have you know, has he been someone you've kind of leaned on maybe yeah. through the draft process a little bit? Man, the whole draft process, I was talking to Matt's manager, encouraged me even with the East West game and just being out there, just encouraged me before the game, the practice before. He was just saying like, man, just that's right. He was he out there at the game? He was in in, yeah. uh, in well, he, uh, Las Vegas, right? Yes, sir. He didn't make it to the game, but he made a practice. I think he had some uh, charity event to go to or something. Okay. Yeah, he made it to a practice, watch his practice, man. And just, just being in that same, you know, just having that energy of him talking to you, just having – because me, like you said, I didn't go to school. And so, me, I'm just looking at him like, 
you're a great player. That's a goat right there. Like he, right. Yeah, on the field, he just uh, he one of the best DNs in the if he does best DN in the uh, in the uh, NFL. So just going through that draft process and him keeping me up, just talking me through the you know the combine and things like that. Just having somebody like that on your side, just yeah, mm-hmm. he's yeah, yeah. He was a great, he a great person too. Just just being being and, just talking to him. And you had half a more sack than he did. He had twenty sacks in Eastern <laughs> Michigan. You had twenty and a half. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, that is cool, man. But yeah, Matt did a go though. So yeah, he doing it. He doing it NFL level now. You feel me? So I'm just trying to yeah. get on that level. Well, and and also too, I mean, um, not a lot of of Eastern Michigan defensive linemen in the NFL, but the Buccaneers have too. Who's the other guy, Matt? That would be yeah, a know. friend of the program, Pat O'Connor. <laughs> uh, Pat have, O'Connor. Had, uh, have you uh, talked with Pat yet? I mean, I'm, you guys obviously oh. were at practice together at minicamp, but uh, yeah. you had conversations with him. Oh yeah, first day I got on first well, first I, I think I walked in, I seen Pat Lockwood to the left. And he seen me, he was like, What's up, man? He gave him a bill, you know, just being an alumni coming from the same schools. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and ever since that day, man, he was checking up on me, man. He was talking to me, chopping it up, man, asked me how practice going, how you know I'm doing mentally, man. Just give me free pointers where it come whether it be on the defense or special team. He just he just always there. So yeah, he a great alumni, man. Just a yeah, man. He uh yeah, Pat yeah. Pat a cool cool guy. Pat is an awesome guy. We had him every year. We do a uh, training camp diary during a uh, training camp. We get a veteran player and and, and a younger yeah. player. And we had Pat last year, and yeah, just super cool guy on yeah. and off the field. Uh, he's like one of those glue guys. You know, every yeah. locker room needs yeah. a glue guy, and like <laughs> he gets along with everyone. Whether you're, you know, Levante David to you know the kicker. You know, he's friends with everyone yeah. um, on the team. But a big reason why Pat's had a, a solid career with the Bucks is his ability to play on special teams as Callie Fox mm-hmm. is talking about it right now. How familiar are you playing uh, that role? Cause it's obviously something that you're going to be doing here with the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not familiar cause you know, college shoot, they ain't let me play special teams. So just not being able to do it there, but I feel like, you know, just being with coach Keith, he's just teaching us everything. Just me with him outside of the meetings and then just putting, even after practice, just everybody staying and still getting the work, just getting the forward down and things like that. I feel like, Man, just just getting it more in with camp and just getting it more in with the real games. I'm feel like I'm gonna be a dog getting man. I already want to hit somebody, so I'm already on that. That part <laughs> yeah. already got good. The aggressive yeah, part right. is just you know getting my steps down, getting my job down, and things like that. Yeah. I feel like once that's all cleaned up, man, yeah, it's go time. So like like you said, man, I'm just trying to impact as much as the team need me to. Where it be on defense, for the team, I'm just trying to come. But my mind is just man. I'm just trying to give it everything I got for they yeah. for whatever situation they need me at. I'm gonna play. We have a question here from Mark Fisher. Um, how do you as a rookie navigate playing between uh, players that you may have rooted for in college? Or, you know, you talked about Kalaja Kansi, you know, played at Pittsburgh. He was kind of a well-known guy drafted in the first round. And then being, you know, an equal uh, to those guys, right? Like um, uh, Eastern Washington, you don't get as much ESPN time and, and as much fanfare. I'm sorry, Eastern Michigan, uh, as as some of the guys from, say, bigger schools. But but uh, what is it like to come into a locker room where, you know, you you're you got a, fam- a little bit of a familiar face in, in a fellow Eastern Michigan alum and Pat O'Connor, who's a small school guy. But then you've got some guys that, you know, Devin White, LSU, Vita Vea, Washington and yeah. and all of that. Guys that you might have watched on TV and now you come in and you're your your teammates. What's that like? I mean, first of all, you know, it's already cool. Like Devin White, I remember just watching him just. When I play linebacker, I'm like, dang, he's fine. Like, I'm trying to get like that. So 
little things like that. So being able to meet them guys, you know, like Mike Evans just being around those guys. But the, the other thing that popped in my mind is like, dang, are you here now? So like, what are yeah. you gonna do with it? So that's my main thing. I like you, Vita. I, like Vita, I, I, like as soon as they, I seen him, he was a cool guy too. Just being around him and seeing like these are people just like me, just like. It just lets me know, like, man, if I work as hard as I can and do everything that I need to do, I can get on that level too. So just putting that in my head that I made it this far so don't get comfortable or don't get relaxed. Just yeah. Even that even that small school thing, I always, you know, I always try to use stuff to get my mind up. Be like, okay, Jose, that's why you got to go harder today. Just even little things when I look around the locker room and I was, I'm an Eastern Michigan guy and I'm like, okay, now that's why that's the reason today why I got to go harder than them because I, I come from a situation where it's, I'm not even supposed to be here in the first place, so that's mm-hmm. why I should even show these, show these players, show these coaches, show the community that I can really play. So, yeah, man, just yeah, just I, hey, I got to get it regardless. That's, that's my mindset. John Spitek, after the draft came down and kind of recapped the entire Bucks draft and, and went through all the players, and we asked him about you. And John spent some time with the Denver Broncos organization, winning a Super Bowl ring there before. Uh, winning one here with the Bucks in 2020. And he was was out there scouting a guy, Shaq Barrett, who ended up with the Denver Broncos <laughs> as an undrafted free agent playing in nearby Colorado State. And, uh, you know, he, he likened your game to his in terms of you're not the biggest guys, right? What, like 6'1", 6'2", but, yeah. you know, in the, in the 240s, um, you know, not not – Six foot five, two hundred sixty-five pound Joe Tryon Shoinka, right? Or six foot seven yeah. Anthony Nelson, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but you you use your leverage to your advantage as a pass rusher, being able to get under pads uh, of offensive linemen, and you said that the chess game, right? Um, but the one thing that that Spytek said was you you just have a knack for being around the quarterback, and when you're around the quarterback. Forced fumbles happen, sacks happen, hits and yeah. pressures happen. Uh, when you when you heard that that type of praise, I mean, this is a guy in Shaq Barrett who's you know a Pro Bowl player, he's a yeah. franchise player here, right? Eighteen million dollars a year, nineteen and a half sacks back in twenty nineteen. Yeah. You know what's what's that like with you when you get compared to a player of of his stature? Uh, for, well, personally, you know, when I hear it and things like that, I look at it like, for me, it's a blessing to be in a situation where people that that brought you here believe in you. Because, you know, if you if you talking about somebody great like Shaq Barry, you know, that's like I like you just said, all pro, all this and that. Like, he's one of the best. I know he, I know I'm not on that level anywhere close to that yet, but just being compared to him or just being I could be that, it's just like, for me, it's even more motivation and just more motivation that these people believe in me. Now I got to go out here and show what what they seen in me so just just hearing that like i said like shaq is one of the people that i forgot to bring up shaq too one of the mm-hmm. people i always watch man and one thing with my film study i i, I used to watch everybody but i used to watch like people who was my size so when i heard about shaq man and then i know he went to colorado state and things like that just like dang like this let me let me get on my game before i can get to where he's at you know things like that so just being able to compare somebody that you you look up to and used to Man, go search him up on Google or watch his YouTube, watch his sacks. Just, it'd be games. Where, I remember the Packer game with Aaron Rodgers when he was sacking him, and I was just watching yeah. him the whole time on defense. Yeah. So little things like that, it pop back in your head. Just, okay, like now you're in the room like, with these guys, talking to these guys. So, yeah, just hearing that, like I said, man, it's a blessing just to be compared to somebody that, that great. 
you know, he's going through through the, the rehab process right now. Uh, he hopes to be ready for the start of the season. That's that's kind of the timetable. Achilles injuries are tough to overcome, but you know, it, it's probably given you guys a, a chance to to talk. What what have you been able to kind of glean from him, and and what, what kind of little nuggets has he given you in terms of tips and pointers? I know that he's kind of doing his rehab stuff right now. He's not really out there on the sidelines as much watching OTAs and minicamp, but. But uh, I'm sure you've had a couple of those opportunities to, to you know, talk with him and pick his brain a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, cause, you know, shoot, even the locker room, he don't have to be on the field. Just, just Shaq, just be – like, he could be sitting there. He's just going – and the thing about Shaq, man, I feel like for the most part, when it comes to football, like on the field things, he probably don't – we spoke on that, but it was just like, you know, things. he just helped me with the plays and things like that. But for the most part, he gave me life pointers. Just like, you know, just mm-hmm. going off your rookie year, just – you know, just off what what to do with your money, things like that, to save your money, just to be smart with what you do during this break and things like that. Just you know, it's just the mental part of football and just letting it be known like about my diet and things like that. Like he was telling me, like, man, you don't gotta just like you said, I don't, I don't gotta be six five, two sixty, like the mother guys in the room. He was like, Man, you can you can be perfect at your size and be great at the size that you think is good. And he was just <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, he was yeah. just saying <laughs> He, he was uh, telling me, like, man, because I, I, that's the first thing I told him, like, man, do I need to get bigger or anything coming from Eastern Michigan? I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to interfere. Let me try to – he's like, nah, man. He said, man, I play it a certain this way every year. Like, and I yeah. feel good. It's whatever you feel good at, and you're going to be the best of you. So just him telling me that just the last month just changed my whole diet. You know, before I was thinking, man, let me eat as, eat as much as I can, this and that, just eat clean food and eat a lot, try to get heavy and things like that. But him kicking it to me like that just let me know, like, damn, they just – do what you do best and then come in here and, and apply what you you got and show them what you can do. So, yeah, he, t- he like he says, he, t- he teaches me a lot about football and the ends it out, but those are the main things that really like stuck in my head. Okay, like, okay, like he, he's trying to help me out more on the off the field and life kind of things, not just, yeah. you know, football. And guys like that, man, I love because so you can talk about anything with them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. So, he been, yeah, he been, he been everything I already knew. He was gonna be, you know, just coming in on that. Like, dang, first thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna come in there and talk to Shaq, man. Yeah. I need I need to get all the knowledge I need for him. So yeah, he he gave me everything that I thought I was gonna get. Yeah, he went through a, a real uh just devastating personal tragedy this off season. But um, yeah. you know, it, it's it's very encouraging to hear that that uh, you know, his his wife is pregnant again. That's that's a blessing. And um yes, uh I I just got a feeling that that when he gets healthy. He, he is going to come back with a vengeance. Yeah, uh, he he's, got, yeah. he's got a lot to play for, you know, and, and uh, I, I, I'm really excited to see what, what Shaq Barrett's going to do this year. Yes, sir. He a dog, man. He's going to, yeah, he's going to put, I feel like he's going to come back harder than what he's going to pull. And for me, shoot, I get to see it firsthand. So I already know that's yeah. going to be greatness. I'm being there with greatness. So, yes, sir. We talk a lot about uh, coaching trees, but in terms of being a mentor, Shaq's kind of getting his own mentor tree because, you know, he yeah. was there when Joe Tryon Shanky got drafted. He's been helpful with uh, yeah. Anthony Nelson. What's your interaction been like with uh, with JTS and, and Anthony Nelson? Man, all of them, shoot, I was just talking to uh, just talking to him on the field, Nelly, and then so he was just giving me, like him, he was just giving me pointers on little things about the workouts and just like, how to apply myself when it comes to camp and how to attack every day, recovery, things like that. So just being around them guys, man, all of them, they, they all cool. They always welcome them coming in, things like that. Joe, man, Joe's a funny guy. Joe, Joe, Joe like, he keeps the room going because he always got a joke. So 
Yeah, Joe. Joe's a good guy, man. Yeah, like I said, Nelly always giving the corners. He, he, it's questions like you know, I'll be on the field and Nelly be like chilling. He know I'm looking confused. Nelly be like, okay, Jose, you do this, do that, and then he'll let me know this is the reasons why we do this. This is like he give me more than just telling me what I'm doing. He tell me you're doing this because the corner's doing this, and he's like the all the he give me all the pieces. And Joe, Joe does the same thing too. Joe, man, if I'm stuck, they all feel like they're great mentors. They just you know trying to give me as much knowledge as I need before we get to during mini camp, just before we get the season, just to apply myself to be a what's, better version of me. What's been the biggest surprise uh, for you as a rookie so far, right? And, and you're, you're just getting your feet wet. You don't have, have the pads yeah, yeah. on yet, right? But, but I mean, just, you know, this, this is your job now. There's no classes to go to. It's, this is work, you know, and, and part of that is working on your body because your body is, is your, your tools essentially. Um, yeah. but, but what is, what has been maybe the biggest eye-opening moment or wow, I didn't really realize this about the NFL so far for you. The biggest eye moment. Uh, I don't know if I'm there yet, but if I had to say one, I don't know. I'm, or is, I is like it, everything. or is it going to be putting that, that Jersey on for the first it's, time and oh, running yeah, out of the sure tunnel in jersey, the preseason? Just, yeah, and the one I'm not even gonna say it because that that might happen because I'm gonna think it. Now I'm gonna say it because it's funny, but one thing like man, I can't wait to run out that tunnel. But I hope it's as I envision, like you know, not me running out and then tripping and like, oh shoot, I'm on live TV. <laughs> nah, you know things like that. So I'm making yeah. sure that I, that's, that's gonna be the moment where I know, like you know, they playing the anthem and I got my hand on my chest and just little things like that. I feel like. Already in my head, that's why I know, like, dang, I, that's probably when it's gonna hit me. Things like that. So, yeah. yeah, man, just yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for it all, man. I'm, I'm ready. I'm not even. I'm not even thinking about the first game, man. I'm thinking about the first day of practice, going through that week, man, and going ready to go get the Steelers. So just, just a little things like that. Just taking it one day at a time. Yeah. What's Todd Bowles like behind the scenes? I was gonna ask that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've had some some conversations with Todd. Not yeah. it, not in a press conference setting. He he's a different dude. I mean, I wish wish Buccaneer fans could kind of see that side of Todd Bowles because he's yeah he, nah, he's nah, uh, he cool man. He, he a funny guy man. He yeah, got jokes all funny. the time. I don't know if he always got jokes for me, but yeah, he a funny guy. Like every time I pass the wrong pass, he always got a joke. <laughs> he always got a joke inside. So just being a cool coach, man. I feel like he's a like a players coach, man. He just and I never had and he's like a do some mind coach. So you know he's always around the defense seeing what we got going on so it just 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 is the way he acts it's funny and i got a funny man i parked in his parking spot the other day and i did not know oh you man. parked in you parked in coach bull's parking spot man i man i ain't know that was the parking spot because it's on the bottom but our our captain's got the you know they got the thing that's where you can see that there's the captain parking right so, you know i'm a rookie i didn't know that was nobody parked, so i just parked in there and you know, I'm thinking like, dang, like I didn't even know. Then uh, you thought you had, you, me, you just thought you had a good spot, right? Yeah, I thought, oh, okay, this is close to the door, good little <laughs> spot. Practice <laughs> early, yeah, yeah, get there early, and then I get the list early, and then shoot, somebody came out and told him, like, no, that's his parking spot. Man, I got so scared. I'm like, man, I can't go back home. Tell him I got cut because I was in a head <laughs> parking spot, man. So that's just one thing. I feel like that's one thing that just you know, as a rookie, I had to yeah. learn. You know, that's that's one thing. Gotta learn, but don't don't play with head coach, man. So, but that was just a funny story about him, man. Just, yeah, that that shocked me when I found out I was in the parking spot. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get. Out of here, man. Let me stay by his spot. I ain't trying to. Bruce get Arians out in Arizona. Bruce Arians actually cut a player who parked in the wrong parking spot. 
believe it or not. Yeah, parts see, in one yeah, coaching spots. Seriously. And I, t- I told him that never happened again. I parked I park my car. <laughs> like, like this morning, you know, the you know the, the closest plot in the farthest spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last week I've been parking in the farthest spot. I'm like, never done that. <laughs> you would have walked five miles if it I walked five miles before that. Spot. Yeah, uh, I can't be the, I can't be that player that get cut for that, man. So yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm staying away from that. Well, and, and to be fair, it wasn't like that was the only – and I forget who the player was, who the Cardinal player was. He was you know, lower, obviously, on the depth chart and all that, and and yeah. I think he had screwed up in practices or something. But it was kind of like, hey, man, you're, you're not paying attention to details here. We only have a couple rules for the building. One of them yeah. is don't park in the coach's spot, right? And he did. Yeah. so. But still, like that has happened before. Then, <laughs> yeah, uh, it won't. Hey, it won't happen lesson again. learned it never for you. Again. Yeah. <laughs> like he said, I walk five miles before I have to get close to that parking spot. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great learning lesson. You know, it's an honest rookie mistake, but you know, yeah. you, you take your lumps, you learn from it, and and you keep it moving. That's just uh, that's just part of really just getting into the NFL, whether it's parking yeah. or or playing on the field. Um, Jose, I'm just curious. Uh, I'm sure Bucks fans would be interested. Uh, what other like hobbies do you have, or what are your interests outside of just uh, football itself? Obviously, we know we're we know you're very focused on you know the season coming up in training camp. But or what do you like to do in your spare time? My spare time, shoot, <laughs> I don't really I don't really got much going on, man. I feel like if I had something like my desire, I feel like one of my desires is to start up a like a nonprofit. I went to when I went to school, I studied communication and nonprofits and. I took okay. a lot of them classes just to learn how to give back and things. Cause I feel like giving back is more than less. I mean, it's not just money, you know, things like that, but being part of the community yeah. and things like that. So, you know, one day I want to start up my own nonprofit and try to give back different ways, you know, start tutoring programs with people at the school, just little things like that start small, yeah. but spread around the whole community where everybody can be touched and, you know, show the show the light that God gave me. So yeah, that's, that's one thing that's my hobby and then too, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, well, I don't really, yeah. Well, Jose, Jose, you know what we like to do in our spare time? Golf? Um, uh, n- n- no. I like I get golf. A, yeah. I, I okay, get a bad see, shoulder. I, I get a torn <laughs> rotator. I, I can't golf, but, uh, yeah, you can't but golf. <laughs> I can't, no. I, I mean, I could, but it would be the end of me. And I, I'd have my arm in a sling and I, and I can't write, you know, and type yeah, you with, don't want with that, yeah. sling. But the one thing that we do in our spare time is we drink Celsius, the official energy drink of Pewter Report. That's right. Yeah. Folks, I, drink, yeah I used to too. You drink Celsius? Man, I used to, and then the NCAA told my aid uh told us that we couldn't drink it, so I had to stop drinking it. I didn't want to get okay. But yeah, every morning I used to I'm like, okay, I like these drinks. They taste it's good. It's good stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I would say that that the Oasis vibe is the newest flavor, but it's actually not. They get a new one coming out. It's the cosmic vibe. We're gonna be getting some, and it's brand new. It's a fruit punch flavored, so look for that. But okay. I'll tell you what today is is the last day of amazon prime deals and if you go to amazon and you you look at celsius they got some fantastic sales so pewter people out there watching us on our pewter report tv youtube channel go to amazon look up celsius they've got a ton of great flavors in stock ready for you to buy at great savings i just did that and i got uh my favorite flavors are orange um and uh, the sparkling Oh yeah, lemon lime. It, it's good stuff, and of course, you can't go wrong with with the original vibes: tropical Ooh, vibe, peach vibe, and arctic tropical vibe. vibe. Yes, sir. Yeah. Tropical which vibe. one was your Which one was your favorite flavor? Tropical vibe. I used to get tropical vibe all the time. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, oh, that's one, that's one of my hobbies. I have with my girlfriend. So my girlfriend, she don't like orange. I used to buy a 
a pack of oranges just to see how she'll act. So like you know, that's one thing. <laughs> but I, I also they all got they got uh, green tea flavors too. That's not they do. Yeah. yeah. So you got to put the people on, man. You got to put the people you're on. You're already you're already a uh, you know you're a pitch man right there. There's the yeah, peach mango peach green mango. tea right there. Peach yeah. One good. Ooh, yeah. That yeah. one good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, Jose, I think we're gonna get you a Celsius sponsorship deal. Here. Hey, hey, you might I think as well come yeah. I drink them every morning. Tell them. Yeah. Okay. So like, all right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I need to well, try the Oasis vibe though. I ain't never. Oh, ain't I'm telling you. All right. Well, uh, I'm telling you this Oasis vibe. It's sparkling prickly pear in the lime. So it's got a little sweet and it's got the little little taste of lime. It's one of my afternoon flavors. I love that plus the sparkling lemon lime. So if you're not going to go to Amazon, let's say uh, you're not Jose uh, Ramirez who's tried a whole bunch <laughs> of these awesome Celsius flavors. Let's say you're a Bucks fan and. You've yet to try Celsius. Well, what are you waiting for? Go to Celsius.com, click on the store locator, type in your address, and you'll find all of the different uh, health and fitness stores, grocery stores, convenience stores, and oh gosh, what's that other place, Matt, where we get the Your Celsius? bodega. Bodegas. That's right. <laughs> your bodegas. And, and then once you find a couple of flavors, you're like, go to Amazon, use the subscribe and save. Uh, feature you can save money to ship them right to your house it's super simple celsius essential energy that you need for uh your your workouts in the afternoon or morning uh, getting up early like I'm, I'm going to lake of the ozarks tomorrow i'm going to get up at 5 15 i'm going to have a celsius start my day and uh and off off i go so celsius make celsius your number one pick bucks fans Jose, listen, man, we, we've had an absolute blast having you on. Um, and uh, I think you made a lot of new fans uh, tonight here in the Peter Report podcast. Um, you know, I guess one last thing. When you when you look, maybe you don't look at the depth chart, but it's our job at the media. We, we have to do this, right? we got to sit there and say, all right, Shaq Barrett, Joe Tryon, Shoenka, you know, $18 million man, first-round pick. Then you got uh, Anthony Nelson just re-signed, uh, a proven guy entering year five with, uh, with the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah, Diaby, third round pick. Um, this team has kept five outside linebackers before. You're going up against, you know, a, a guy who's looked really good too, and Marquise Watts, a fellow rookie. Uh, Cam Gill, who's had some experience here, got half a sack in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, but uh, I'll tell you what, I, I I like your chances of making this team. Uh, as Matt pointed out earlier, it's it's got to really you have to be an impact player in special teams. But you can't just be pigeonholed in special teams. You got to show these guys on the defensive side you can get after the quarterback because that's why they drafted you, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and that's the main thing that just comes in my head, man. I'm here for a reason. Uh, they drafted me here for a reason. So the main thing I know is in my hands just to go out there and prove and show them what I can do. So just like you said, just proving it on special teams. And when I get them opportunities and team reps, uh, when, if we do one-on-ones or things like that, just showing them that I can play football that, they drafted this this guy. This, they drafted this guy to be somebody. So yeah. you know, I don't get too caught up, like you said, in the uh, depth chart and things like that. But I try to perfect my craft every day and go out there and just put everything on notice that I can. If I can, at the end of the journey, whether it be two, five, ten, or whatever it be, I know that at the end of the day, I put my all into it, and that's all I can do. Just trust in the Lord and do everything that I can control, and that's going to take me wherever I need to go. Now we just need the pads on. We just that's need, right. need the pads. You know, that's everyone, likes, everyone likes wide receiver against cornerbacks one-on-one, yep. and that's fun. But pass rusher against offensive Real linemen, fun's in the trenches. That's, yeah. that's where it's at. Football is fun <laughs> yeah. in the trenches. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Them trenches are where it's, where it's going on. And we're going to 
We're going to show that all can. That's what we're going to have to do. Well, Peter Report's going to be uh, watching you closely. We're excited about uh, what you're going to bring to the Buccaneers in those pads. Training camp creeping up now. I guess, what is, was it two weeks away now, right? Two weeks. Yeah, we're, I'm we're getting close. Nah, yeah, like, man, yeah. like a week and a half. Let's get it. Yeah, let's That's get right. Awesome, man. Keep working yeah. to that day, and then when that day comes, yeah, let's get, let's get it. The pads coming on. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, Jose, we really appreciate having you on tonight. To look forward to to covering you in training camp as well, and uh, just want want to you know uh, thank you for your time. Thanks for being a defensive player on the Peter yes, Report sir. podcast. We've had way too many offensive people this summer, so yes, we appreciate sir. you for coming on Thanks and repping the defensive side of the ball. Thanks a lot. Appreciate y'all for the opportunity to come on here and talk, man. So yeah, appreciate y'all. God bless y'all. Appreciate it. <sighs> look at that guy, man. He's I'm telling you, he's he's legit. He's there's something about this guy that that uh, you know, he, Matt. He tore it up at at the the combine, right? He, yeah, with the agility drills. I mean, he, you know, he just just blew. The, look at his numbers. The forty yard dash, throw it out the window. I mean, yeah, sure, Yaya had a good forty time. That's great. You're not running forty yards, man. You're running, you know, about four steps, and you're hitting the corner yeah. and and bending that arc and getting to the quarterback. The only time and you're this, running forty yards is if like. The offense is already all the way down the field on a big play. It's like you don't right. really want your edge rushers and defensive linemen to be running or, that far down the field. Or unless you're like Jose Ramirez in the preseason when you when you pick off a pass and yes, you're taking it to course. the house. Then that yeah. then that forty yard dash comes into play, and uh, it's going to be exciting. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of great stories, a lot of great players on this team that um, you know I, I I think are really going to surprise and make an impact. I, I you know. I'm excited about this draft class. I'm excited about this undrafted free agent uh, class that that the, the Bucks have signed. And these two draft classes, Matt, last year's and this year's, so many guys, Logan Hall, uh, Zion McCollum, mm. uh, Kate Otten, right? Uh, just so many players. And then you have the rookies this year that are really going to play a lot of minutes on this team and, and I think make an impact. And, and I, I think Jose – Makes this team, and and I, I think that that there's going to be an opportunity. Remember last year, you had Joe trying Schwink and Anthony Nelson, Matt playing a like, lot of snaps, way more snaps than like three expected. straight games, like all every rep just yeah. about. So even even that game against the Falcons, where it didn't really where it didn't really matter what what yeah. the uh, what the outcome was, but yeah, I think not only are we looking at two pretty exciting draft classes from last year and this most recent one that we had. But I also think there's a good opportunity for maybe not like exactly a starting role, but a key impact contribution role that are up for grabs yeah. for some of the second year guys like Zion McCollum you just mentioned, or yeah. even someone like, you know, Yaya to make an impact as an edge rusher, or if Jose Ramirez really surprises, or even yeah. Trey Palmer as a fourth wide receiver, maybe even third wide receiver with whatever goes on with, with Russell Gage. I think there's a couple of, playing time opportunities up for grabs and yeah. you know we'll see what happens when uh when training camp gets closer in a couple of weeks you know when when the if this draft class and last year's draft class if they pan out and they get you know four or five quality starters uh, out of these two classes Rashad White you know another guy who's already ascended to the starting lineup Cody Malk right he's going to start this year if these guys pan out and I'm talking, you know, four guys, or four or five guys from from 2022, four or five guys from this year's draft class. I mean, that's that's eight to ten players. That's almost like one side of the whole ball that are on their rookie deals. 
right? And th- these two draft classes could pave the way for this team to whoop, get right back into Super Bowl contention. I'm not yeah. saying Super Bowl champions, but I'm saying get back into that perennial playoff team that, that the Buccaneers had be- become with Tom Brady and the help of, of the supporting cast. Um, and, and we'll have to see, but I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about this Buccaneer team. Better than six wins, better, better yes. than the six wins that, uh, you know, everyone's predicting, uh, from them. This team just has too much talent, yeah. way too much talent to, to really fall. Obviously lots going to have to be on the, the quarterback play for sure. And, and if this new offense really clicks, but defensively, I'm not really crazy concerned about, uh, what they got going on there. Cause I think, Sure, there's question marks, but you know there's uh, there's a lot of good core pieces to yeah. to point to of why they'll do well. That guy right there is one of them too, Servasi. Yes, Dennis. and and uh, is is he the the most exciting Bucks rookie? Is it Trey Palmer? Is it Kalijah Kansi? I don't know. That's going to be the conversation tomorrow night, Matt, at seven o'clock here on the Pewter Report podcast. So we're going to end the week Thursday night, seven o'clock p.m. discussing. All of the rookies, is it going to be Sean Tucker, a player that, uh, That's that a, lot, a lot of Buck fans and the team itself are pretty excited about as well, the, the rookie running back who is, has yet to really take any snaps as he uh, clears up that heart condition. But uh, uh, it's been a great week, Matt. We, yes. We've had a lot of fun with uh, with the Buccaneer players. We'll see if we can get another one on him. I'm working on Mike Allstott and Rondé Barber for the next couple of weeks too. So we're going to go throw back a little bit with some of those guys, but it's been fun to have some rookies on like Cody Malk and also um, Jose, Ramirez. Jose Ramirez. Yeah. Yeah, day. absolutely. Uh, another fun week. So, uh, and we'll do it again tomorrow, but in the meantime, please follow us on our social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and threads. We are on and threads, threads yeah. at pewter report. And of course, please like, and subscribe to this YouTube video and subscribe to our YouTube channel, pewter report TV. We got the podcast uh, four times a week. We got, so many different videos, reactions, clips, press conferences, uh, everything else in between. Just always churning out the content yeah. at pewterreport.com on our social media, YouTube, website, and everything else in between. That's going to do it for us on tonight's show. For Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera. And for Jose Ramirez as well, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. We will see you tomorrow night at 7 p.m. for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out. Get your Celsius on Hazon. Last day for, for big sales.